tragics. We're, we're weekend packers and, and we love That's to right. go to golf. And I, I think oh, that, I showed that, that, you guys that on the weekend. Yes, 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 <laughs> you did. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. I, I just, uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 22 of the Golf Days Australia podcast, everybody. Sponsored by Cobra Puma Golf, Dint Putters, Session Set and Net Return Australia. Broadcasting again to all good major podcasting services. Remember to smash that follow button and give us a five-star review where it allows you to. Um, guys, this week we have a FedEx Cup champion. DJ finishes what he started and goes on to win the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup and the 15 mil prize money. Uh, 46 mil uh, in prize pool was up for grabs this weekend alone. Uh, not taking into account what has already been paid out to the rest of the top 150. So we talk money across golf tours. Is it fair? Uh, we also announced the winner of our season-long GDA Tour competition as well as the winners from this week's tipping comp. Uh, we'll talk around the grounds and some updates from our Facebook group, Golf Days Australia Advice and Discussion. And uh, good evening, Nate. How are you, mate? Taking a sip of the uh, session set courtesy beer. Yeah, mate, got an XPA here. I haven't tried this one before, and it's um, going down a treat. But, um, yeah, FedEx is over, and I, I just can't wait for the Safeway next week so we can start talking about FedEx points again. <laughs> yeah. What what does this mean for this person, this this putt? Uh, oh, they are got to sink this to earn this many points for this week. Yeah, I so that, that's going to be fun, yeah. And DP is back again. Um, he's going to notice that little green trophy up in the top corner as well, uh, starting from next year. So he's going to be in tune with this. But, uh, mate, some say he holds the record for the longest fart on a golf course. Uh, legend has it that he was the first to play golf on the moon. And he's also reported that farts do, in fact, make a sound when in zero gravity. It's the one, it's the only, the space cadet himself, Captain Double Par. How are you, mate? What? was that about, Steve? Are you, what what am of, I missed? Are you, what are you I running missed? out of material? Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, dead set running out of material, mate. I can't find anything on you. Like the only thing we can find online about you is your Instagram and Facebook pages. So I've got to dig deep into the depths of the uh, black web. <laughs> black hole that is DP. Yeah. Just for the, just for the record, I'm drinking uh, Audi sugar-free cola. <laughs> Still don't have any beers, do they? <laughs> no free plugs. Beers. No, no free plugs. Where are those no summer set beers? Where, where's those session set beers, mate? I've got them. I've got them sitting right behind me, ready to go. I got uh, the king his out on the weekend, so mate, they're here, ready to go for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In the mail. <laughs> I've heard it all before. Fair dinkum. <laughs> heard it all before. Let's be um. Let's be serious. I'm keen to uh get the new season underway hopefully they get a it's a super season right super 50, season super 50, season 50 rounds there's i don't know what they say six majors blah 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 it's a million tournaments yeah yeah looking forward to uh getting stuck into the next year and obviously we've we, we only got started with the podcast this year so it's kind of bittersweet that 50 weeks out of the year we're going to be gas bagging about golf again so um yeah absolutely loving um, having so much golf on and, yeah, looking forward to getting kick-started into the season. But um, let's have a, a, a quick uh, yarn on the Tour Championship at Eastlake, the uh, final round of the FedEx Cup, and DJ takes his 10-shot start and holds over the weekend, so over the four days, to win by three shots. Um, 
what what was our uh, what were our thoughts over the weekend? Um, I guess domination from DJ. I, I think you can't take it away from him that that victory. I know he started with the, the shot advantage or the two shots advantage, and you know ten shots on the field for some of them. Um, but you know there's still that pressure there to kind of get it done when you're ahead. And I know JT spoke about how that pressure kind of affected him last year. Uh, so, you know, DJ's just been in ridiculous form ever since Brooks had a crack at him. So, um, you know, he's dominated the playoffs. <laughs> he comes second in the PGA, wins the Northern Trust. He comes second at the BMW, wins the Tour Championship. Uh, quite incredible what he's done. And he's got a shitload of cash now from the yeah. last four weeks. Of the top 30 to play in the Tour Championship finale uh, this week, DJ competed in the second least number of FedEx Cup events this year with 14 events under his belt and um, only three more than the lowest being Tyrrell Hatton. Um, he had three wins from his 14 starts, which was phenomenal. So, yeah, the, the domination in the playoffs was uh, very paramount for him. And uh, they had a, a quick chat with him afterwards and, and talked about Wayne Gretzky's influence. And uh, he mentioned that... DJ had said he, he needed to win this weekend um, to, to really, I don't know, just put the doubters to the side and um, take it out. So, Yeah, his um, response to that was pretty interesting. He said it because he corrected him pretty quickly. He said, no, no, yeah. he goes, I said I wanted to win this weekend. But, um, yeah, I think Paulina was still the best part of the day for me, her rocking <laughs> up on the 18th. He goes, all right, DJ. He's got a pretty good life, doesn't he, DP? Paulina. Wow. <laughs> It wasn't until today I realised that that's Wayne Gretzky's daughter, eh? Because I Googled, no word of a lie, I Googled Paulina, Paulina Johnson. doesn't come up. <laughs> Nothing. Some, I don't know, some rando comes up. But it's Gretzky's daughter, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he does all right. Goes all right, old DJ. Just, you know, lumps around, just fucking, just strides down the fairways and takes home $18.7 for the last four weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. What about his brother? Yeah, takes what does he get? Takes of that? Does he sling him 10? Yeah, I'll sing it. Does he sling him 10% or not? Well, I think I they know. asked him today. They asked him about it and he goes, shit, I hope so. <laughs> so, I mean, 10% of 18.7, that's a that's a pretty tidy payday for, for you know, carrying a bag around for your brother for a few weeks. Yeah, if only my brother was that good. There's a part <laughs> today, I was, I was watching the, the, the coverage today, and they, the commentators mentioned that he wasn't lining up his putts, which was unusual because his brother would normally read his putts with him as well. So the part of me was thinking, oh, maybe there's a bit of uh, bit of friction in the camp. Maybe the, the 10% might have come up in the round in discussions. And a bit of, uh, <laughs> bit of a brother's Mid-round, mid mid he's just bargaining, like just going, nah, I, I, need, I need 12. Yeah, you know, 10 won't you. do anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck you. I'm not reading your putts if you don't give me 10%. <laughs> it's, it's not Cooch. It's not Cooch yeah. that he's uh, yeah. on the back for, so... <laughs> Um, I've got to tell you, I've got a question, but do you, you know it counts as one of his PGA wins? He's now had twenty-three PGA wins. Should it count that he started a tournament at ten under, and it counts as a PGA win? Surely it should not count. I agree. Yeah, I'm uh, in the same boat. Hendy mentioned it last night, and this is a bit of a plug for the interview that'll come out in a couple of days uh, on the podcast, but. Uh, we interviewed Scott Hen last night, and, what and I think he mentioned he mentioned about it um, probably off air. I think it was with us just around the uh, the the event, and it sort of you know ruins the 
ruins the tournament by having a uh, the handicapped leader take it out. You know that that's added as a stat for him, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I've been tossing and turning on this one, and and I flip. You know, every every hole today, I felt like I flipped towards with whether I liked it or I didn't. I think we have stroke pretty much. You know, all all year besides a you know a match play event here and there. So to me, it's it's something different, and it's kind of a little bit fun that it's something different. But at the end of the day, I don't think it should count as a PGA Tour win when he's starting ten shots better than some of the field. I give him credit for for trying to do something different um, and create that. I suppose that. Um, I don't know that vibe, the Marbo, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but around that last event and the player walking up the 18th, you know, should you know the last group and on the 18th should be the one to take it out and take out the tour championship and not have you know a trophy for the tournament. Then you go, all right, you've won the tournament. That's that's all well and good for you now, but we've got to now announce the FedEx Cup champion as well. So you know, you just sit off to the side and we'll, we'll go on to this one and and. And announced the winner of the FedEx Cup as well. I think, you know, I, I give him some credit for trying to change it, but I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago around what the options could be for him. You know, we talked about playoffs being, you know, not really playoffs in this format. You know, do they look to do some sort of match play match play format um, to make it a playoff? You're literally playing off against someone to for your spot um, to continue on for the next week or the next round, whatever it be. Yeah, they've got to explore it a bit. I mean, I don't think it's the – it doesn't feel right, but I don't know what the answer is, and I think that's a mm. hard one. But at least they're trying, and they're trying something different. Um, but, you know, I mean, you look back at the history of the Tour Championship and it kind of changes the the history of it with what they've done lately towards, you know, the winners of it in the past. And I guess you would have never had Tigers a moment if it wasn't that split tournament at that stage as well. So – yeah, it's an interesting one. It'll be interesting what they do going forward. One thing I think they've got to do is get rid of East Lake. That place bores me, and I think it feels like a normal tour event if it's there every year. And I, I heard a suggestion today of maybe every two years changing it up and just giving it to another course that doesn't normally have it, and and you know um, making it a bit exciting that way. Like a a major championship rotates around, besides obviously the Masters, um, but you know having it at the same place every year. I don't know. East Lake doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. So, <laughs> so, are you saying that Shoffley should have the W, even though he didn't win the championship? Because if you look at the uh, results without, he can't. Handicap, yeah. yeah, I he mean, he's he's so unlucky. Yeah, he's so unlucky because he obviously played great, but you you can't count that either because you play differently when you're so many shots behind to go with so you, you're firing straight away you're trying to mm. to to make those it, it's different everyone's playing it at a different strategy where if you just have a level playing field to start with then of course you can count his as a win but you know i i think if nelly if you put them all off scratch and they play that way dj I don't know, it's a, it's a bullshit take. DJ probably still goes close to getting it done because it's a different style. It's a different style of playing. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. But Xander, he played played out of his skin and and obviously unlucky to, um, you know, that he had a putt at the end worth half a million dollars and they barely said anything about it. How ridiculous is that? They're playing for millions of dollars. This You know, they talk up the FedEx and how much. And today they hardly 
mentioned money in any way or form. I don't know if it was because of COVID and they felt bad about giving cash out all of a sudden, but it was like it just went quiet all of a sudden. We spoke about it all year. And then they barely mentioned that Xander had a putt for half a million at the end, which is ridiculous. Like this guy's got a, you know, a, a 13, 14 footer for half a million dollars and they barely make, you know, anything of it. Yeah. Apart from that one, one discussion. Yeah. I, I didn't hear of it all weekend. No. There's yeah. no mention of, of prize money. You know, something like, you know, I think we mentioned that there was 40-odd million in, in today's prize pool with the top 30, but they, they gave away something like 70 million bucks today. And, I mean, mm. you know, maybe because of COVID they felt bad about it and, and obviously were a bit sheepish about it. But if that's the case, then how about you donate some of that prize money to, towards COVID-affected people or whatever? If you're feeling bad about it and you're not going to talk about it, it was just strange. It was a really, really weird, weird, you know, tournament to, to to build up the cash and then not talk about it. And Sander, half a million dollars. Imagine standing over half a million dollar putt, double par. You reckon? You reckon he's thinking about it though? Like, because what? What did he win? He won four point five instead of five million because he shared first and second split nine yeah, million dollars instead of yeah. yeah, instead of five million himself. He wouldn't have even been thinking about that. I don't reckon. But back to your point, Nate. Do you reckon that DJ wins it if he's off scratch? Like, do you reckon, I reckon that much? you can't? It's, it's a bullshit tape because you can't. Obviously, yeah. it's all hypotheticals. But um, the way he was playing, it, it was crazy because there was there was some crazy. The first two rounds, he um he, he missed a ridiculous amount of fairways, and I think they said it was only the third time that he'd hit seven or fewer fairways through two rounds. Um, so he wasn't finding the fairways, but he was still doing enough that what he needed to do, and he just kept that that lead. It was just like he was kind of in that cruise control, just keeping that pace. Just so yeah, I don't know. Length, yeah, just just holding him off. It, you know, it's, it's all ifs and buts, but who knows? It's a, it's the same argument about Stableford v Stroke, somewhat, isn't it? I think people play Stableford you in play a different, different, yeah, because yeah. the risk is you're just going to have a wipe. You're not going to have yeah. a, a double par. Yeah. So I don't, I don't. I still don't. I still think DJ was trying to shoot his lowest score there, even though he was two strokes ahead. Whatever. I think he's he's played the best golf he could. I don't think he's held back. Yeah, you, you yeah, get someone did, close did, enough, and it, and it puts the pressure back on him. You know, no one really pushed too much. Um, I heard I heard a funny take today about um that he let Ram win last week <laughs> so that. Um, JT was less a shot behind him because if JT was another shot up, they would have been one behind. It would have been a lot closer. And I had a laugh about that one as well because everyone thinks DJ is pretty much just see ball, hit ball. But, um, hey, maybe he's a <laughs> mastermind. Let's His putt almost dropped last week, though, too, to continue the playoff. Like, he wasn't that far off. It wasn't like know, he just, just you know, left though. it yeah. short. It's, fun. Yeah. It, it's very funny, though. I do, yeah. <laughs> I do like it. It was a, it was a good it's one. A good what are you going to say, DP? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I had a really good point, but like, it's, well. it's good. It's good. I like my, like my putting on the weekend, but we won't go there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy run that DJ's had. I, I You just... I don't think I've seen anyone be as dominating as he's been in the last few weeks. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting. We've got the US Open in only two weeks' time and he'll go in pretty much as favourite. And if he wins that, that'll be just a, a ridiculous uh, period of his of his golf. But 
at the moment, would you rather be Morikawa that won the PGA or would you rather be DJ that's just won the FedEx? DJ. Oh, it's money. Money, money, isn't it? That's all they play for. Oh, I'd be playing for Paulina, but, you know. Just Brooks. Brooks just plays <laughs> for majors, mate. <laughs> yeah, I saw a good meme, meme about him today, sitting on the sitting on the lounge, sitting back going, oh, yeah, DJ wins another event that's not a major. Oh, it's weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the bloke, though, he, he, he withdrew, didn't he? It was only a couple of tournaments ago, and he, he yeah. missed cuts and, and withdrew. So, and to bounce back, I mean, there's only 14 rounds. What do you play? 14 tournaments for the season. So yeah, that, That's, that's right. We're, we're talking about him only like a month ago, a month and a half ago, about his tin cup moment where he just put ball after ball after ball in the piss um, and, you know, shooting a ridiculous high score at that stage. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, a month later, he's just taken home nearly 19 million US dollars. Not yeah, bad. That's crazy. Yeah. There was a um, stat today. There was a stat today. He hadn't, on the 18th hole, he hasn't bogeyed the 18th hole in 27 rounds. Wow. I just thought that stat was so awesome. Yeah, right. And I know, you know, you're, you're anonymous, DP, but I think I've seen a few of your scorecards lately that I don't think you've scored better than a, a, a double bogey on your 18th hole. This is why I don't share my scorecards with you. <laughs> that is not why I bought that stat up. <laughs> I was oh, going to say, when was the right last time it, you man. made a par on the 18th? <laughs> Fuck up. You walked right into it. Walked right into it. Um, Cam Smith and Leash finished up 24th and 29th respectively, taking home – well, Cam took home 456K and Leash took home 405,000 uh, for their uh, efforts in the playoffs, coming 24th and 29th respectively. Um, they had a bit of a, I suppose, a, a lacklustre finish, if I can say it like that. Um, in the playoff side of things. They obviously did enough during the year to get there. Uh, but, yeah, what's your take on Cam and Leash? Uh, my take is that I would love a lacklustre season and walk off with half a <laughs> mil at the end of it as bonus money. Um, yeah. You know, they both had wins this season. So, you know, they're just um, doing their thing. And, uh, yeah, they're in the top 30, which is a massive accomplishment. But um, didn't see much of them. Yeah, no, didn't see much coverage at all, unfortunately. Uh, would have liked to have seen them up there a bit bit higher, but um, there's a breaks, unfortunately, sometimes. And there's obviously only 30 players in the field, so, yeah, got to get as much good golf as possible. And do they look for all the challenging ones, so the ones that are close to the lead to, to you know, get them on, on camera as opposed to the ones down the bottom? Yeah, I, I guess that's a, that's the way it kind of normally goes. But I, I tell you what, there was a, a little tweet that went out or a video um, of every single one of their first uh, swings off that first tee, and it had all 30 players and 30 swings. And it was a pretty cool video because you, as you watch it, you just realise that every single person has such a different swing. Um, and it was really cool to see, you know, Im's really slow backswing and then Matsuyama's pause at the top and then you've got Bryson just trying to hit the shit out of it with an iron. Everyone else is hitting driver. So it was, it was a real cool video and just, I don't know, a reminder that golf is just such a unique sport in that it's so different and everyone plays it a different way and strategies and technique and all, all the rest of it. So that, that's one thing I love about golf and, and seeing the top 30 players that 
they're just so different. All these players play it their own different way. So, and it just shows you, I guess, how close it is. Like with DJ coming out of nowhere and taking this down, I think it shows you just how close professional golf is as well, and that anyone on their day can um, can get it done in this tour. Do you think with the handicap start that the TV ratings went down? Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Labor Day as well, so they so they have a public holiday over there. So I guess mm. their ratings are going to be pretty good. People will base their public holiday to watch it. Um, but I definitely think it's got you know everyone knows if if you're starting and it's a stacked top of the leaderboard, you're going to have more people watching for sure. Yeah. Did. Did anyone think that DJ was really going to get run down in that last round? I I said it last week that I couldn't see anyone beating him or run like the top. I, I couldn't see anyone getting close to him. Xander did ridiculously well, but no, I I couldn't see DJ falling. There was falling. there was a couple of holes there where I thought maybe, but it was really a little bit more wishful thinking than actual That's reality. What, yeah. Yeah. I think it was like I really want I want him to drop a shot and I want someone to get a birdie and and have a two yeah, shot. Yeah, you swing. want a two shot swing, yeah. Yeah, but it yeah. just never happened. It never came, and it was just like, nah. and I know yeah. we've spoken about it, but the lack of crowds. Like, I think there was one hole there. I actually heard some clown yell out something like mashed potato or something. I was like, fuck, a part of you, uh, yeah, rip a magoo, and a part rip of me like, was. I hate that but I miss it as much I as I hate it. it. So, so it's like, I really want to hear someone yell out, get in the hole. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's so lackluster without it. It'd be so good if the first tournament back with crowds was New York. Like obviously it's not going to happen. That's definitely not going to be the first place back with, uh, with with crowds, but that would be so good because their, their crowds are exactly like that. They're just going to be a billion Ripper Magoos or mashed potatoes um, and you're going to get back into it and then you're going to go, oh, I hate this. I wish there was no crowds again. <laughs> I, I seriously think, yeah, I, I think no crowds is taking the sting out of it for me personally. Um I, I miss that interaction. I miss seeing crowds around. I miss people getting hit by golf balls as well. So, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, de- it definitely has taken some sting out of it. Rory, yeah, maybe. How did, Rory, how did Rory go? New new dad, new golf dad. Started off on fire. Yeah. Did, didn't he? I thought he was going to do something. Let's talk about his double duff. path thing. <laughs> <He's duffed it. laughs> that was how awesome was that duff? There was, was a video that went out today uh, just looking at him um, lining that shot up and he just he never looked comfortable. He looked back at the target about like, eight times before he'd actually pulled the trigger on that shot and he's just adjusting his feet, adjusting his grip and looking back at the hole eight times and then tops it. Yeah, I've noticed him doing that a couple of times lately. I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like he's getting a bit more Sergio lately with his uh, his time over the ball and kind of lining up and that. But mate, uh, nobody thought that was going to happen, and every go- every every person at home just went, oh, "They're normal." That's exactly what I do. Like you know, it, it just was so relatable. It was such a relatable moment, and that moment, as soon as you hit it, you know you've cold topped it or you've chunked it, and it just—it didn't even get what three meters into the piss. Yeah, just dwindled in. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Feeding <laughs> the fishes, hurts. I think they call it. DP. So good. I bought some fish food. I had to order some new fish food. <laughs> <laughs> Got delivered today. Yeah, uh, probably one golden flakes. 
That's it. Yep. <laughs> I only buy the I only buy the A grade. I don't buy the triple A or platinum grade. I buy the the second hand pieces of shit. Value for been, money. The fish Value have already eaten them. Yeah, the fish have already <laughs> eaten them and spewed them up. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do we want to Any go on to? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, not really. I, I've I actually felt a little bored watching today. I definitely felt like you double par. You just wanted that two shot swing to happen. And if that had happened sort of, you know, mid round or just after the turn, you know, it would have made things a lot more exciting and, and it would have come a lot closer. Um, JT just couldn't, couldn't quite edge ahead um, of where he was. And that would have put a little bit more pressure on as well. But yeah, I. It was a bit lackluster today. Just it was. It was almost inevitable. It was always just gonna. It, it was just gonna happen. DJ was gonna go through, unchallenged, ends with a three shot lead, and uh, the rest is history. Yep. Let's have it at a new course. That's my suggestion. Mix up the format. That's fine. Do whatever you need need to do there. But let's mix it up and um, find some new courses that aren't on the uh, regular roster that we can um, see what's like and what can throw up at them. Let's um, let's make Paulina carry the bag. There's a instead of the brother, the bro- there's going to be a yeah. family tiff there, and the brother's out, and the wife is on. Yeah, I think they're just as smart as each other. Keep the money in the family. She's probably going to take home a lot of that um, fifteen mil prize money from today, uh, regardless. So yeah, there's probably an argument between his brother and his wife as as to how much they're going to take off. <laughs> He still won't marry her. I wonder what's going on there, old old, old He's Dustin. engaged. They're yeah, engaged, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's, uh, he's a little probably little probably cost him a lot more when he uh I guess <laughs> Well, I she's not some, she's I not done some um, research. Oh yes, tell us about your research. <laughs> Here we go. Her, her net worth is five million, give or take. And he's just won fifteen million, so maybe there's some arguments over the prenup. Just saying. And she's done herself no favours. There's not one picture of him on her Insta. No, he doesn't like, get much of a run. No. What's going no. on there? Oh, he's a bit of a homebody, isn't he? Like, he's he's not, not one to get flashy and get on camera. He, he gets on camera when he's on his uh, on his boat fishing. How funny. All those videos a... that are popping up today are like him, <laughs> yeah. old school, little goatee, you know, um, showing his I think there's a, a video of him on her Instagram um, just with his son hitting a golf ball. I think that's probably one of the only ones on her uh, on her Insta with him in it. What about another thing to uh, put in a bit of perspective? 18.7 million he's won in the last four weeks and uh, career earnings for Jack Nicholas, 5.7 million. His career earnings... Different times. Yeah, it's all relative. Right? Different bro. different times. And well, I wouldn't no necessarily call relative. it relative. No, yeah, I wouldn't relative, care, I'd call no it way. relative. Only only because yeah, obviously that, that much money back then would have been a crap load, but now there's That's a lot more endorsements in into it. Um and yeah, a lot more ability to, to to branch out. Like you've got you got the internet to begin with. And it wasn't around back then. There wasn't the and uh, as much publication around it. Uh, where were you earning the money uh, back then to to be able to pay players? You know, what what was it that was driving the, the the money into the game? Was it just sponsors? 
or was it crowds coming in? Uh, yeah, where was the money coming from to, to pay them? But I'm saying so, the cheeseburger back then was worth a dollar. That's worth five bucks now. So you can still only buy the same amount of cheeseburgers. In four weeks, here's one. <laughs> four nearly weeks. five Not... times the career <laughs> earnings of what they say is the best <laughs> golfer ever that was not in like the 18th century. This guy's still alive. It's crazy. The money's yeah. crazy. Go on. I want you to go work out. Go go do your, you know, your stats and, and come back next week and tell me how many houses Jack could have bought back then at the average median price compared to what DJ is buying. See yeah. see if it works out. DJ's career earnings for on the PGA that. tour is $63.9 million. Yeah, and he's earned 20, uh, 25% of that in four weeks. It's not bad. Yeah. That was updated 12 hours ago, just saying. <laughs> so that includes his... So he's won 10 times doing. more, 10 times more than what Jack won. Yep. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Yep. So a cheeseburger would have to have been worth a dollar and $10 now. Yeah. So maybe it's not relative. <laughs> Quick math. What about, uh, what a side note, what about Phil Mickelson's uh, random little tweet thanking Tiger for everything he's done? Where'd that come from? Did you I guys didn't see, see that? that? What was it? What oh, he out of nowhere, he just—I uh, think he must have had too many reds or something. And, you know, <laughs> just all of a sudden, he just tweeted out, and he just had this heartfelt message. I want to thank Tiger for everything he's done. There's nobody more that's benefited from his career um, besides me. So I just want to say thank you. Strange. And then it was funny because that sent Twitter into a bit of a meltdown because everyone's like. What the fuck's wrong with Tiger? Is Tiger dying? What the what like why is Phil <laughs> tweeting out this public like thank you note? Uh so everyone went into meltdown worried about Tiger. But um I don't know. Phil's just um, you know, he's a winner on the champions tour, and I guess he's got plenty of time to reflect now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about Uncle Phil later because he's uh he's back next week. One one reply from Hannah Gregg was high P money. Just a quick question, is everything okay? <laughs> Uh, Golf Channel says, uh, now that you've won Twitter, what's next? <laughs> yeah, it's just strange, strange man, strange, strange man, Uncle Phil. Um, any other takeaways? Are we moving on? No, let's move on. Speaking of money, I did a bit of uh, research around the money lists across tours um, and comparing as best as I can the PGA to the rest of the, uh, the tours, European tour, I can't find anything around who's who's leading the uh, money list this year. But PGA tour, on average, this year before this weekend's tournament was just over a mil um, in prize money. The JT led uh, before yeah this weekend's round with 7.3 mil this year and an average of just over 400 <laughs> DP's golf ball golf balls in the in the background there. Um, he's won uh, an average of 400 grand per tournament that he's entered. Um, you compare that to um, the, the next I can go to is the LPGA um, and Kanga with 643k over seven events, so less than 100 grand per event. So it's yeah, less than a quarter of what JT is the leading the two leaders in those ones. The, the disparity between the two is obviously quite large i know the men's game has been around for a, a lot longer in in that side of things but 
that's a very big difference. Yeah, I think you, you probably, DP probably answered in the last one. I think, again, it's probably relative to the takings that they have with sponsorship and the money that's coming into the game there and TV deals and everything else. Everything's bigger in America and that kind of, uh, kind of sums it up. It's crazy numbers, but you can see why everyone wants to go and play the Aussie, the uh, American, you know, the PGA, the US PGA and get on the US tour. And as a young kid, why they go over there and try to get through Q school and go through Corn Ferry and that because that's where the dollars and cents are. Then you, you go to, from the LPGA, you go to the LET. Um, the leader in that one has earned 184000 um, for an average of 35000 US. So that's, what, 60000 less per event than the LPGA as the LET. At what point does the PGA have a responsibility to try and promote equality? Like well, I spoke the, about it a couple of weeks ago. The Vic Open is a, is is what should be happening. Why can't they look at using some of that seventy million dollars to promote the women's game? Yeah, attract more sponsorship to it to drive more money into it, more charities to get involved. Uh, get more publicity around it. Um, just looking at that quickly, going to the Champions Tour compared to the LPGA, say, uh, Bernard Langer is in, in front there at 914000 for an average of 101 per event, which is almost 10K over what the LPGA is. And that's obviously, the LPGA is obviously more established than the Champions Tour. And let's be honest, these are blokes who have retired. These are pensioners. Yeah. Let's be honest, these, these blokes are pensioners. They've made a good living out of the career and now they're taking all this money. And oh, look, you, you got me on my soapbox. I'm a father of a, of a daughter. Just building I, a super, I, mate. I just... <laughs> don't get me started. 401k. <laughs> just building the 401k. Get me started. It's it's insane money. And and to hear that some of the, the cutbacks this year from the PGA weren't to players, they were to the charities that they would normally sponsor... I, I sit and shake my head. People don't need this kind of money. I don't care if you and and all of them live in tax havens, so none of them are paying tax. And they're they're paying the least amount of tax. They're sponsored. And look, I'm I'm not one of these blokes that that, that tries to that, like people deserve money. Don't get me wrong. There's there's people out there who work hard, who who are role models and all of that. But what point is the moral obligation to try and be? inclusive and try and bring people up and, and bring equality into the game and into society. Like, and that's just insane. Absolutely yeah, insane I, numbers. I think it's something that's slowly obviously coming in, you know, the, the tennis do it well with the same prize money for the girls as well. The surfing's on at the same time with the girls most of the time. Um, well, we got the, the Vic open, like you said. So I think it's slowly getting there. It's just, again, I think it all just comes down to the the people in charge at the top and the sponsors and the dollar and cents. And unfortunately, that speaks too loud, you know, over moral obligations, I guess, for a lot of those guys at the top that are making those big decisions. So I, I think we'll definitely see a change in our lifetime and it's definitely going to get better. But how quick that happens, that's the, that's the next question. It's got to be down to the attitude of, of sponsors around you know, return of investment. So obviously for, from a bang for buck perspective, you're going to get more out of your PGA sponsorship than you would for the old PGA. So it's got to come down to the, the attitude and, and those that are trying to drive 
the inclusiveness and, and increased exposure for, say, the LPGA or the LET, um, they've got to drive that message of we're trying to breed that equality. We're, we're trying to bring that to um, golf as a sport across the globe. Um, and that's what you're helping to support. And it's a, you know, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year plan to get it to a level where it's, um, you know, on parity, you know, on par with um, with the men's game. I don't know, that, that's the message that I'd be, I'd be saying if I was in those positions to um, have some influence with the sponsors. But it's got to take those attitudes to change to, to really drive it. That's not There's to say 30, no one's 30. there, but yeah. Of course. There was a 30-person field today, this week, so why couldn't we have had 60 and made it 30 female, 30 male? Like, there's opportunity there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just simplifying it too much. Hey, people with big money spend less on men and more on women to make it equal. Uh, I mean, the Vic Open is is definitely something there to be, to be said for around, you know, including both... Um, both genders in the same tournament, the same grounds, slightly different conditions, but yeah, bringing them both in. It'd be, it'd be well, great I, to see I, a PGA and an LPGA event together. If we, want to, if we want to start slow and not damage the PGA brand, put them on with the champions, you know? They start halfway up the fairway anyway, so maybe <laughs> they could even tee off at the same spot. Oh, what a shot. You've just done all that work and then you just <laughs> have a just... shot at the old well, bloke's starting up there, so then the girls can start that far up as well. Oh, well Steve, Steve was saying there's different conditions. I mean, it's just the tee box is the only thing that changes, right? That's right. And if they want, they can change the par. Like, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, yeah. yeah, there's definitely there's definitely ways to, to do it. And, um, yeah, I, I think the, the sooner they get to it, the, the better. And I think they'll see, they'll reap the rewards off that eventually. And then they'll look back and go, why didn't we do this a lot earlier? When we talk about sponsors, all I want to do is buy curcumin because that was the only advertising happening in the Gulf for the last couple of weeks. Was old, <laughs> like, what was the name that she's... Uh, no free ads. Oh, no, she's some ex-washed-up pop star and she was just flogging the vitamins. I won't, won't say what brand it was, but... like, there's, <laughs> Oh, Natalie Bassingthwaite. That's her, Bassingthwaite. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Bassingthwaite. <laughs> Yeah, say that out. ten times quick when you're drunk. This is the bike Drink responsibly, people. Yuck. The PEGA. The Yakim <laughs> And the PEGA, right? Yeah, yeah the PEGA. That was a good one. Oh, so well, you girls are talk you're talking about the women's and, and the equality and that. I hope you know that, you know, the majors this weekend for the girls and what it is yep. and where it is. Yep, yep, cool. Yep. Awesome. So maybe maybe segue into uh into around the grounds then. Well I think we're But that's what I think out. I think that brings up a good point there that obviously, you know, the the promotion and, and what it's doing and the PJ working in with the girls a lot more should be pushing that. And they should be talking about while they were playing the FedEx this weekend that the ANA is on this week and you know and who's playing there and and what it's worth and everything else for the girls. So um but, yeah, it's something that they only really do at the end of or, you know, halfway through the end of the fourth round when they look at what's coming ahead for the schedule and, you know, they, they don't delve into it too much. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump straight into the girls, I guess, around. We had the the Symmetra Tour as well. So we, we had um, the Aussie Robin Choi um, or Cho, sorry, I probably should say, and she finished one off the lead. So she came second over there. Kim Coffin. No relation to Smiley Kaufman, rest in peace, wherever he is at the moment. Um, 
So, yeah, a good result for her over there. Um, but the big one was the the Corn Ferry. Um, we had another Aussie winner. So second time in three weeks. And obviously, Brett drew it, uh, had the win. And uh, I think he'd have to go back uh, several years since his, his last win. So um, I think it was back in 2015 or something like that. It was a while away. So, yeah, a great win for him. And, and he's been fighting hard and, and he's played a ridiculous amount of uh, tournaments lately lately it's um it's good to see him get the result and obviously another Aussie to to have a win on tour so he come first um Jamie Arnold came uh, 22nd Curtis Luck uh, missed the cut but um and then the European tour the European tour was a was a crazy one um plus two won the event so John Catlin the uh, the American uh, he won the event over there in Spain. We talked to uh, Jason Scrivener last week. If you you would have heard that in the, in last week's podcast, Scrivs unfortunately double bogeyed the uh, thirty six hole to miss the cut by one shot. So yeah, that wasn't wasn't ideal for Scrivs. But um, Wade Ormsby tied thirty one. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Martin Keimer had to chip one in um, to force it to a playoff. And it literally, literally stopped half a revolution on the whole. Um, oh, I don't know how it didn't gosh. go in, and it was uh, heartbreaking there for for Martin Keimer. And it's good to see that you know he's playing some good golf over there as well. But yeah, the A and A, the um, you know women's major next week uh, is going to be a, a big one and a, and a good one to look out for. Three point one million in prize money if you're adding that to your to your stats. So three point one is what they're playing for. Minji Lee is coming in on some pretty good form. So I'm really, really interested to see how Minji Lee plays. Um, Kang is there. Danielle Kang's been playing really well as well lately. Yeah, we got, got three favourites favorites in there. Danielle Kang, Inby Park and Minji Lee all at 12 bucks uh, to, to take that out. Nelly Corder, not far behind with Si Young Kim as well at $13. Lexi Thompson, 17 bucks. Lydia Ko, 23 yeah, so, yeah. so there's, there's a few Aussies in the field, Interim like Hannah field. Green, uh, Catherine Kirk, Minji Lee, Sue O, Gabrielle Ruffles. So, yeah, it's um, one to look for, and it's it's on Fox Sports, obviously. So make sure you, you get around it and, and watch it this week because um, it's a big, big tournament for them. And see who jumps into Poppy's Pond. That's the best thing about this tournament. That's the one where they, mm-hmm. they leap they into jump, the pond yeah. afterwards. So um, I think that'll, that'll refresh everybody's memories because um, we remember – Remember Curry, Curry Webb doing that? So, yeah, good one. And that's around the grounds. Very nice. Brett Drew. Good oh. work, buddy. Yeah, get another, another Aussie in there. Love the New South Welshman, mate. Well done, Brett. Um, moving on into the GDA group highlights. So we've got our tipping sponsored by Birds of Condor. First place this week was uh, Tristan Dowes on minus 46, $85 goes to you, mate, and a Birds of Condor hat of your choice. Second place was Golf Bucks himself, David DeCesare, $50 in the back pocket for you. And third was you, John, $35 for you, mate. Uh, Back in the money again. Well done. Um, Now, we had the Tour Championship obviously finishing up with the FedEx Cup this week. Our GDA Tour season-long event uh, sponsored by the Golf Factory. A total of $629 up for grabs, a whole $629. Uh, in fourth place was Tim Gleason. $34 goes to you. In third place was David Todd. 
70 bucks. In second was James O'Rourke, banking at 110. And in first place, drum roll, please. Simon Walker, $220 goes to you, mate. Well done. And thanks, everyone, for, for getting involved in the GDA Tour this year. Uh, you will have seen, hopefully, in our group, uh, Matt Bailey, our king, has posted up around the happenings for uh, next season. Um, so, yeah, get around that, get involved, and, uh, yeah, have some fun throughout the throughout the season. So Yeah, next season looks massive, 2020-21 um, PGA um, season. So jump onto the GDA Tour section of our Golf Days Australia Facebook pages. Um, all the info is there. Um, you're going to pick four players each week. One of those you're going to pick as your your highlighted pick for the for the points, the FedEx points. Uh, it's going to run concurrently with that, and I think it's 126 bucks to jump in at the start, and that includes you for the entire season, the majors, payouts each week, giveaways, the lot. So the uh, prize pools and prizes, it's definitely worth it, and um, it's it's building to be a really really big tourney, a big season. It's a good word, Bales. Well done. And we're going to have the King back hopefully soon on the podcast in the next week or two. Um, sadly, we'll have to um, see Nate off. Uh, he's about to have his third child. So that's very, uh, very soon, mate. Um, looking forward to, to hearing right, what the I'll, name I'm is. Sure, when you... I'm sure I can do it from the mask in the, in the, in the hospital. I'll, I'll, I'll be right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll have the king back on the podcast soon. I think double par, you've been uh asking for that. So, what was that? Double par, yeah, bring back the bring back, bring back the king. But Nate, you're not pushing this kid out (laughs) or nothing, that's right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. What what you you can't do the podcast? A couple of weeks off, I'll come back and the podcast will be over. (laughs) We'll freshen you up. Have a have a little bit of time off, but we will miss you nonetheless, mate. <laughs> uh, right, a, a, lot, right. a lot of your research is going to have to fall onto, uh, I think, yours truly, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I'll see what I can do in your double power. Be able to step up. He's, he's got plenty in the tank. He's just been hustling us the last few weeks, just building on the momentum, ready to shine. You'll have to um, you have to show me that uh, that spreadsheet, that Google document. <laughs> Google Sheets, mate. Yeah, love it. Mate, I'll give you. I'll give you a little uh, online session. Don't worry. Yeah, last yeah, I've got some Amy, audio. Amy. An audio. I've got Mark an audio Amy. book ready for you. An audio book ready for you. <laughs> I'll reach out to Amy Walsh. She'll be able to. <laughs> Very good. Uh, have we got a post of the week, Nate? I think you've got a post of the week, mate. I've got a post of the week, and it, it comes into a bit of controversy corner as well. So I like this one, and uh, I'm ready to rip in, but. Campbell Ellis uh, put a great one up and he just said, you know, and he's relatively short playing the game. I've never understood his people who get around with music blaring on the course. It drives me nuts. Not sure why I like the peace and quiet. Even if I'm playing with my mates, having a few beverages, having music going is not something I'm keen on. So then, anyways, he, um, he created a poll to see if having music on a golf course was, I guess, acceptable or not. And I've got to say, I love the poll option. The poll option was great. Um, and people got to add their own things, which was even better. Uh, but, yeah, just want to open it up to the to the floor here. Music on the course. What are we thinking? Yay or nay? I'm probably a nay. I, I have taken my little Bluetooth speaker a couple of times in the, uh, in the bag, um, but I've never actually turned it on on the course at all. I've never taken it out, never turned it on. I've gone out there thinking, yeah, maybe – just give it a go. 
the only time I've actually had music on the course is I've had AirPods in my ears and and played a solo round, uh, and that that's about it. Nothing else. Not sure if I could deal with music blaring uh, from the uh, from the golf cart or the bag. Yeah, I think blaring is probably the key word there. I think um, for me, competition time. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play music if if one of my partners wants to play music. Um, depending on on the tournament we're playing, if it's a late arvo start, we're having a couple of beers or whatever, then I'm cool with it as long as it's at a volume that's not. I worry more about the groups around me than I do my own group. So, mm. you know, that would be a, a concern for me. I like playing music when I'm practicing. I've always got music going when I'm practicing as well. So, but I, I go on a golf trip every year, an annual one. And um, I think it was about four or five years ago. And a guy brought a UE boom, threw it in the golf cart. And he put on this playlist on Spotify called VB Days 2.0. And if anyone wants to get around <laughs> it, VB Days 2.0 is the perfect playlist to have some beverages and hit some white balls around on a golf trip. And, um, yeah, I, I fell in love with just taking it easy, I guess, on the course and 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 enjoying ourselves. Um, but it wasn't blaring. It was, you know, you'd have to be kind of near the cart to hear it as well. Uh, but yeah, just a little bit of music here and there. But I'm definitely not in a comp. I'm definitely not playing it with three randoms. Um, but for social, go for it. If it's not annoying me, I don't give a shit if the third group behind me has music going. I don't care. Doesn't affect me. Double par. Is that VB Days with a Z? That'd no, be so just, much no, better. No, yes. <laughs> and I think there's only about 18 people following that play. I don't know. It's a hidden gem on there. So get around it. <laughs> Look, I. I I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like I've done with some, some of the boys, and and you get the vibe, and you, you play a little bit of um, music. I won't disclose what kind of music we listen to, but um, we've had the races. We've been, we've been going down the, uh, the fairway with, with the races on. I've had the body. races going a lot late. It's spring carnivals yeah. coming up as well, so yeah. it's hard not to. If you've got a Saturday Arvo, it's hard yep. not to have you know the Valley on or Randwick going. Correct. So you want to kick bloody pikey home in the last or whatever you've got to chase that quaddy mate come on i think i think to, to, to your point Nate, as long as you're not interfering with other people yeah if your group's happy with it and i mean yeah you just gotta you gotta so uh, some of some of the uh options that uh, our uh, members throw through in there was uh with three other people who like music so that's understandable um one was added not permitted in competition by rules of golf uh, courses should have one day a week as I a don't. casual day, and ask Dan. <laughs> they got oh, two damn. votes. Ask Dan. Actually, no, they got one vote. Uh, got two votes was who the fuck plays music on a golf course. Um, so yeah, some of the options that uh, that our members added in there was pretty funny. Um, yeah, yes, I think the, the one that Zane said that like yeah, yes, if if not within earshot of others, if it. If a tree falls in the bush and no one's there to hear it, does it make a noise? And I think that just sums it up. If if it's not annoying anyone else, go for it. And if I see, so uh, playing a couple of weeks back, I think I saw three golf carts going up uh, one hole. There was, I think, six players or seven players. They had two eskies between the seven of them. Music was going. It was a random weekday. It was great. I thought, how good's this? I don't care that they've got seven playing in a group. As long as they look after the course and they're not destroying the course, if they're having a good time and they're out there playing golf, then go for it. We, we can't yeah. beat these people up that want to go and enjoy it because we need to 
grow our members and our juniors and our young kids and that youth. And I think COVID's seen that massively at the moment. So, yeah, I, I go for it. It's the same with dress codes. Like I, I, I myself cannot play golf without a polo and short. I, I like golf, you know, fashion. I like wearing golf clothes. But if someone wants to go and wear some stubbies and and whatever and and go play, then I don't care. Go for it. One of the best golfers in our in our course in our club, he plays with some old like Raven shoes um, and denim jeans that he's worn home from the pub that night before, and he goes and shoots, you know, three four under, and good on him. I'll probably oh, draw the line at the denim jeans and New Balance shoes. That's that's probably where, where I draw oh, well, the line. Yeah, maybe but... in Sydney in the coast, but as soon as you go two hours west of Sydney, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what everyone wears, mate. So <laughs> just just going back to the what, um to what... the poll for a sec. So more people have actually, and there's there's a few options on there, but more people have voted yes, with some being conditions on it. But more people have voted yes versus the no that was put up there anyway. Um, not by yeah, much. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty bloody close. But, it's nearly 50-50 there. Yeah. Sorry, DP, you were going to say something, mate. I jumped in on you. i got no idea. <laughs> you can't get him off, DP's ready to go. Everyone yeah. needs to just sit. Clear the, part, clear the way. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just, just make a hole. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll be a big hole. Back. It'll, It'll come, come back, back when we've when we finished uh, finished recording and we're, we're talking offline. <laughs> we'll be dead set dribbling some. The dribbling, always. Uh, <laughs> any true. more thirty eight oh, points from you, double pass? Was. No, that's what it was. Oh, you got it. You remember yeah, what, it? All right, go. What the, what the bloody hell's wrong with denim? Like denim yeah, on denim is, is one of the best looks ever. Yeah, no worries, Steve, having a, He's having a go at Bunnings umbrellas and denim on denim. <laughs> denim so tell you. Yeah, I, if I see Denim Dan on the golf course, I'm ringing the pro shop. But what's it, what does it what someone's wearing? How does it impact other players on the golf course? I don't get uh, that. That to me, it's like oh, you can't wear a singlet on the golf course. Well, you probably can. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. They're out enjoying the game of golf. We're not yeah, an elite sport anymore. Well, we like used golf to be. for us, we're wearing thongs and stuff. People wear thongs and they have uh, beers and they're going around playing nine holes of a daylight saving. Like, yeah. Go no footy it. shorts, yeah. no footy shorts, can't wear the footy. I remember going, when I first started playing golf, that was the board. Got to have a collared shirt, got to have knee-length socks or long pants. You got to – I mean, and I get that that was the tradition, but we're in 2020 now, right? You got to wear a face mask everywhere, so who cares if you're wearing a bit of denim on the golf course? Yeah. It's, it's not killing um, the game. Not killing good. the game. Foster Tunkari, um, there was a, a uh, one of the one of the female pros that um, was given a, a membership at Foster Tunkari, um, a touring pro. Um, she would come back every now and again and, and go and play or practice at Tunkari, just be on the practice green. She actually got marched off the practice green by some of the other ladies uh, from the the golf course. Uh, having a go at her for wearing uh, a skirt that was too short, and um, and yeah, marched her off off the practice screen saying you can't be here. Didn't really understand who she was. She was a touring pro female um, who had a membership at the course, and yeah, marched her off, and she she left. And uh, my old man was president at the time, and and had to um, yeah have a. A uh, bit of a conversation with some of those ladies, but but also, um, yeah, try and mend that relationship with um, with, with the touring pro as well. 
that that wasn't a, a good thing to see or hear about. But yeah, I, I get the I get the thought around um, attire. I, I'm fairly liberal, but that's just I can't stand just seeing old, old blokes in denim jeans with the New Balance shoes. It's just I don't know. That's not necessarily just a golf course thing. See them in the shops all the time, and it's like, oh come on, mate. You can do I, so much. I, 100%. Better. I'm going to take photos <laughs> this weekend because I reckon 50% of our members were exactly that. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's Country really towns, good. though. I get that. Well, good. Uh, did we play any golf on the, on the weekend? Oh, well, oh, you're going to have a thought. Go say it. Yeah. Quick. I, 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 I had a post of the week. What oh, did you? Go for it. Yeah. Did you, did you have one, Steve? No, no. I was giving it all to Nate this week. Well, I, Go for I'm it, mate. Talk, Where's your, what's talking your post about, Talking about controversy. You see that bloke that put on there, um, what's his name? He actually asked Hendy a question. I think you put him on, on that last night. Oh, sure. yes. Uh, yeah, good one. Um, the Dow Gans. About the, the... Andrew, Andrew Dow Gans said something about um, what's an overrated. An overrated. Yeah, yeah. And he, he mentioned bloody Newcastle. God, Didn't I feel like the... that. I feel like that was weeks up. ago. I felt like we'd already spoken about that. We haven't spoken about that. That was huge. So for people that don't know, this bloke's gone on there and said Newcastle golf. He goes, I'll start Newcastle golf course. And he just said, what's the most overrated you know, golf course you've played? Which is a perfectly acceptable question to ask. There's, there's no difference between asking, oh, I'm going to Coffs Harbour. What courses should I play? Or I'm going to the Central Coast. What courses should I play? Oh, but you left out this course and this course and this course, and they all care about their course. Well, that's what, you know, it's just the flip of that. You're saying what's overrated? And we're not saying shit golf courses. He was saying just what was the overrated course there? Yeah, I personally live up to Newcastle is, didn't live up to the hype for me. So I thought it was overrated. I said that I thought Wollongong is overrated. And I've got mates that are members there, and I play there every time I go back. I enjoy playing there, and, and I like playing there with my mates, but I still think it's overrated compared to the where it's probably ranked and, and spoken about. And I think that, you know, the Golf Digest or Australian Digest, uh, Golf Digest and their top 100 rankings and everything else, they do a ranking so that people can go and play those courses and talk about those courses. And, you know, I played, I think it was, what it was, not Lake Karen, up um, Kennedy Bay Links in, in Perth, and that was an overrated course for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, I may have got it at a shit time or whatever, or maybe I didn't play great golf that day, but I didn't like it. I thought it was overrated. So I think that's a perfectly normal thing to talk about. People do Google reviews on on food, and they're not experts at food, um, but people having a go, um, you know, of where's this guy's credentials for him to say a course is overrated. So what? He said it was overrated. I think it's an, a perfectly fine question. Steve? Uh, I am so on this one. It's not funny. Uh, and, and, yeah, you're right. This sounds like it was a couple of weeks ago. It just feels like it was a couple of weeks ago um, since he's it got It wasn't to up. offend anybody. Yeah. So the, one of the comments I'm just reading at the moment, I've just gone back to the post. So um, quick way to offend people who may be proud members or employees of a golf uh, of a course that gets mentioned, maybe better off asking people what the preferred course is. The first response to that was, where's the fun in that? And then he goes, yeah, it's all good fun until someone gets offended. Well, mate, really, if you're going to get offended over what's what someone else feel is feels is overrated, then scroll. Just yeah. keep scrolling. 
Yeah, like and, that, and that's it. At the end of the day, people are allowed course. to have their opinion on on our page. You know, we, we allow that to happen to a degree. Obviously, if they're not they're not they're following some of the the guidelines that we've got, then that's perfectly fine. Um, I think one of the next ones down was you know Newcastle is a stunning golf course. That's fantastic. Happy for that person to have that point of view. Um, and then they've gone on to say Magenta is most overrated. Um, and yeah, people I agree. have got different views. I agree with you, yeah. That course is brutal. It is very brutal. It is Have you very played, brutal. Have you played Newcastle, Steven? I haven't played Newcastle, no. So nah. um, now that it's I, it's quite underwhelming, the uh, <laughs> the rating of it, I'll go out there and give it an over, uh, give it an underrated uh, <laughs> review. But, um, yeah, but, no, but I haven't dad, played Newcastle. My dad scored 14 points there when we played. I think he will think it's Ooh. overrated. <laughs> Newcastle. But tell me, Steve, Steve, based on that post, are you not going to play Newcastle? No, no, of course, right? You're yeah, just going to go. I'll, I'll because there, you want to make but... up your own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Yeah, you yes, want to go I'm, and yeah. see what the fuss is about. If anything, that bloke has helped Newcastle because people are going to go, "Oh, that is on the ratings pretty yeah. high," and I wouldn't, I haven't played it. What's all the fuss about? Some people like it, some people don't. I'll go play it. <laughs> I like this comment, uh, Justin Gale. Uh, Newcastle is underrated. You have a uh, you have shit tasting courses. Have a bad day there, there sweetheart. <laughs> oh, that was good. I mean, it was, yeah, um, it, it, yeah. I've never played it, but from what I've heard, I've had a few mates play it. They reckon that the worst thing about it's the mosquitoes. So maybe the bloke had a, a I don't know an allergy to mosquitoes or something. Bit of bit of uh, Ross River or something out of it, did he? Yeah, Didn't know. carry the uh, Bushman's deodorant with him. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was a it was a great one, and it, uh, people have got around it. So um, yeah, I, I just I, I the, what's it what's it ranked in the top hundred? No idea. Uh, Let's go. I'm Google. Steve. I'll, Steve, I'll Google that. Yeah, I'm on this. Yeah, but the on thing while is, I, uh, while their I rankings <laughs> and being on the top hundred is doing way more than one bloke's post that's you know caused a bit of a stir. Like they're still a ranked top hundred course, and that's awesome. And I'm sure they deserve that ranking. But you can still say a course is overrated. So, Nate, question for yeah. you then: What's your most overrated course that you played? Um, Did you respond to that post? Yeah, I did. I just said that before. I said I, I threw Wollongong on there. I said Newcastle. I thought was overrated. Uh, links Kennedy Bay. Yeah, Kennedy Bay. Um, but like, yeah, there's just courses that you build up in your head and you get excited to go play there. And there might be various reasons you you come out of there unhappy. Um, but you know, you can still go and think a, a course is uh, overrated. And I'm still going to tell that if someone's going to ask me where should I go play if I go to Perth, I'm going to tell them what courses I enjoyed. Um, but they might say, oh, we've heard about this one. I go, oh, I didn't think it was much chop. Someone else is going to love that course, and that's fine. Yeah, for sure. And that's I golf, love, right? I that's, love Joondala. Yeah. But Joondaloop over there is like my favourite course ever in, in Western Australia. And I'm sure some people don't like it or think it's overrated because everyone talks about it. So that's fine. So, so think- ranked number 20 in Australia uh, by Australian Golf Digest magazine in 2018. Kind of changed too much since then. Yeah. I mean, it's different if he goes, Newcastle, what's the shittest course you've played? Newcastle is by far the worst I've ever played. Completely different statement and probably way too far. Didn't say that. No. 
And if so people come out to Leeton and think Leeton's overrated, I don't care. I enjoy my course. I like the members. I like what we've got here. That's fine. It, I'm, I'm not going to get butthurt over it because, you know, someone said it was overrated. It's like Manly, isn't it? Everyone hates Manly. Oh, how good are those Tigers on the weekend? People up. Can we talk about them? What about those Tigers? And just for the record, Pacific Dunes is my most overrated. I, I don't know. Something about that course. I love playing it. It's a challenge, but I still think it's overrated. So following up from that post, though, I think a few days later, um, old mate posts up again saying that uh, his last one got a got a bit of attention. Uh, now, what's your most underrated golf course? Have you guys got an underrated one that you want to give a shout out to? <laughs> it's always it's hard. I noticed. It's hard. it's hard because if you go with the expectation, and I'm I'm fortunate, I probably played a couple of really good golf courses that that you go, well, yeah, okay, lived up to the expectation. So I wouldn't call it underrated, but I don't know. It's hard because it's so subjective. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, down to individuals. Nate's given it a good, long, hard think there. I, I, I'll throw one in there in the meantime. I mean, I've probably mentioned it a few times, and I have played there probably a handful of times in my time, but uh, Tongue Curry, uh, I, I don't understand why the um, slope rating's so low for Tongue Curry. Um, it's a, it's a difficult course uh, for me. It's quite underrated. I yeah, but see the sl- his slope rating as well has got to do with the membership there. If you've got a lot of oldies that are only hitting at 150 down the middle each time, the slope rating can completely be skewed um, compared to the the style of course you play. I I I know I played Tunkari before and I think it's a tough track as well. But yeah. I'd have to look at. I'd have to look at my scorecard uh, wall and get back to you, but I just thought of another <laughs> one that I thought was overrated. And to me, the lakes in Sydney, which is a million dollars to be a member, um, that's a little bit overrated and a little bit goat tracky, but that's my opinion. I'm going to play there every day of the week. I'm never going to say no to it. It's held that many Australian Opens. Um, but for the money and where it's ranked, I think it's probably, you know, too high. Does money comes into it, right? So if you're paying 150 bucks and you you, you feel underwhelmed, that's gonna knock it. If you're paying mm. 50 bucks and Correct. you get a good day, so even to me, St Mix, I think people brag about St Mix, but I'd much rather go up and play Coogee up the road because it's the same view. It's not as conditioned, but you can still get a challenge up there. You know, like the coast. It's cheaper than, than some mix. So it, it depends on what you're looking for too. And there's yeah, so yeah, many and, variables. And, and there's so many variables. And, and what weather you're going to get it, what wind you're going to get it, how much you've paid, all that kind of stuff is is going to come into it. So, But I don't know. I'm going to have to come back with an underrated one for uh, next week. You got me on the spot here. There's... Um... <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say one and get and forget one out. So I'll come back. Moral of the story is, throw up your opinions, guys. Like, as long as you're, you know, following the guidelines in the group, have an opinion. But just there's no need to get offended by other people's opinions in there. Throw them up there, mate. It's uh, it's it's good banter, good chat um, within the group, and appreciate it. So thanks, uh, Andrew Delgans, DP. That was a that was a great post of the week, mate. Love that. Yeah, yeah, good pickup. We nearly uh nearly missed that one, so good stuff. Yeah. I mean if we, we dis- if we disagreed with opinions, Steve would never get an invite back, would he? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't like jeans or bunnings bloody umbrellas. There he yeah. Love it. <laughs> we would be flying solo, Nate and I. <laughs> It'd probably be a better show. I'm um, just saying. I know we need someone to pull us back in a line. Come yeah. on. You're the you're the glue. You're the glue that keeps us 
together. Oh, <laughs> I feel the love down the down the. Um, even though I can't look into your eyes, DP, I feel the love down the lens. Well, mate, I haven't seen you, but I heard you turned uh, forty six yesterday. Was that right? Happy birthday! Close, mate. Yeah, close. Yeah, not yeah. not far off that. I'm only a few years away from Champions Tour myself, mate. So, and we only touched um, on it. We only touched on it briefly, but Manly give you a good game to celebrate. Okay, good birthday, oh, mate. That was that was ridiculously that, tough. Mate? Well, uh, yeah, I think I did. Mean. I think I did catch that. Um, <laughs> I did. You know, I had folks around. I was doing, a, trying to cook food while watching a watching a footy outside. It was difficult. You know, the best and, thing is, and this is the issue with Manly fans, right? Is my mum is a diehard Manly fan, like just ridiculous. Sounds she, like a great girl. She hasn't spoken to me since. Like she won't talk to me because of how. You know, she she can't face up to me because the Tigers beat them. And yeah, wow. I remember when Manly played the Bulldogs in the grand final, whatever that was, 95, 96, whatever, they lost. Dad took us to the park and we didn't go home for about eight hours, I think. We had to let mum get over it. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a tough one. That was a tough one to get over. But, uh, yeah, well, similar on a similar wavelength, my mum's a Balmain supporter. So... Uh, yeah, opposite Good sides morning. of the uh, spectrum there, yeah. but uh, hey, double par. <laughs> Have you got a uh, a rant from us that's not related to Manly or Tigers' um game on the weekend? No, nah, I've already been on a couple of rants with the quality and bloody <laughs> overrated golf courses. I don't know what else I can go on about. I got a bit of a not a rant if you want me to go on, but I got, I got something from the weekend, a bit of an experience. Have a bash, have a bash. So, monthly medal. I amped yeah. myself up for this stroke event. Let's go. I'm excited. I had the week off before, ready to roll. I actually get one down the middle and pipe one off the first down the middle. And normally that's not – I normally put it very close to out of bounds, if not out of bounds, off the first every <laughs> stroke event. Um, so I've hit one down the middle. We get down there. Old mate Magpie is sitting there in between the first hole and the 18th hole. And he absolutely takes the three of us out, connects Nelly with all three of our heads, and they are big-time swoopers out here. I've got one just out the front of my house, and I set up a little deck chair and a couple of, you know, a six-pack and just watch people getting smashed, and it's the best thing ever. But <laughs> down the first hole, and so I've got a, a pretty standard wedge shot, you know, 100, 102 out, I think it was, or whatever it was, and this thing swooped me, and I couldn't, I couldn't regain any focus. I, I just wanted to get in there. I heard noises. I Every time we saw a shadow for the rest of the round, all three of us thought we were getting taken out by a bird. <laughs> um, and I put it short right trap um, in a really bad spot. I and, I and I make double and literally that magpie ruined my round. On the first. On the first, fucking birds. And then it swooped us on the eighth green. It swooped us on the 10th green and then swooped us on the 18th fairway. This thing has got a radius that has like tripled since last year and it was taking everybody out. I don't know how it's going to survive, but I'm not one for animal cruelty, but my seven iron was ready and I just could not. Okay, this thing was too quick. But anyways, magpies, they're back. This is Australia, I know. But it is tough. And I just realized how much I hate birds in general with golf. Crows. Because I've got a – what's that? Crows. Oh, crows. crows. Well, this crows. is my next story. I was at Camden – where was I at? Camden, Studley Park, Camden Golf Course, and I was with a mate. I was using yellow 
uh, Callaways at the time, like bright yellows. And the second hole, I hit one down the fairway. We go down there, it's gone. No one, we don't know where it is. And we're like, well, surely it was here. So I have this suspicion that it crows somewhere. I throw a brand new, another chrome soft out, straight down the middle. Crow comes in, takes it, takes off with it. So I throw another one. It comes in again, takes it. So I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to throw another one out and we're going to follow this sucker back to its nest because it was going in a certain direction. And I'm like, I'm going to find a million balls that this prick has taken and it's going to be payday. So we throw another one out there and we get ready to roll on the cart. The thing picks it up. It goes the opposite direction and it goes over <laughs> the houses. It goes in completely opposite direction, nowhere to be seen again. So I was like, another Smart pricks. Smart drops freak. it on, drops it on some bastard's car. Hundred <laughs> percent. You lose. This guy, <laughs> this guy. I lost four brand new chrome softs. I lost a sleeve and a bit of uh, brand newies <laughs> that I just threw straight down the middle, thinking I was going to collect. I thought I was going to collect fifty balls, and I was going to be the smartest guy ever and go to his nest, but um, it didn't work. And they rip up our greens out here as well. They are something severe, and because we're a council course, um, we can't hurt any animals. We can't bait them. We can't shoot them. So they just destroy our greens. So anyways, that's my rant against birds. There's a whole yeah. bunch of wives' tales about crows, right? I've, I've had old blokes go, I'll spray some airy guard on your ball. They won't pick it up if they taste the airy guard. And I used to play the bloke that used to walk around with a stockman's whip. And so if he saw a crow up on the fairway, he'd give it a big crack. So I was like a, a gunfire and hopefully scare him off. None of it worked. These birds are <laughs> smarter than us. It's kind of the guy at a good Gowie who brought his shotgun and put his shotgun in literally like in the golf bag and just waited <laughs> for this crow to come back and he was on crow patrol that day. <laughs> never came, Didn't, though. Never came. Smart birds, came. I'm telling yeah. you. They're, they're smart bloody birds. Do you reckon Aeroguard makes your ball go further? Doesn't make it float. Let me give you the drum. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm. Does not make your ball float. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Grind my gears. Anyways, bird. So I'm gonna have to deal with this sucker all year. But anyway, so I don't know. We're just um. We'll, we'll see how wa- we go. Do you watch out? We've got one that's on a certain hole, and and you've got to. Everyone's got to be on watch out while the poor blast yeah. putts out. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of times, it's had a good clip. And you, yeah. when it gets close, you can hear Mate, it. And hey. that click it no, that click it no, the noise that it makes. But it's busted a few people up in town lately. Like it's made people bleed. Like a couple of the magpies have been making people bleed lately by connecting with them. So they're getting they're getting closer and closer. I used to feel like they used to just swoop and just you know, but now they're hitting people. So, anyways, I don't know. We'll deal with him this year. But yeah, you de- it, it's a bit off-putting when you've got two of your mates behind you waving clubs or just staring off this magpie at the same time as you're trying to hit. <laughs> we play the game with one of our mates and we go, oi, bird, bird, bird. There's no bird. No she bird. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got good mates. A few double pars while we're at it, boys. Uh, a bit of carnage in the old European tour over Lots the weekend. Six new members in the first round. Um, oh. No one of, of real note. You you were busy, them. mate. You were busy. Uh, hey, you got a like off but, of them? Yeah. yeah um, the, what was interesting, and, and I, look, I tried to do the research, and I hope uh, nothing bad happened, but Hao Tong Lee, third hole in for the day. He's at a, a seven on a par three, and rage quit. Mm. Off he went. Rage Go quit. On. Boom. Yeah. Call WD. of Duty Warzone. Just, just uh, rage quitted and got nice. out of there. 
just a big fu to uh, the European tour. But better places to be, I think. And off you went. So, yeah, a few new members and um, handy weekend for double par. Handy, yeah. Amy Walsh. Actually, Ames. Yeah, saying we'll get names. Um, he was one for the books. Jose Marie Olathable. I love saying his name. He's good, isn't it? Olathable. It's a Z in there. It's Olathable. Anyway, he's fifty-four. Would you believe he's at a double par? Round two, poor bastard. And then I woke up to our mate, friend of the podcast, Amy Walsh. She she'd put on her Insta story. Um, she had a double par herself. Poor duck. She's mm, I love that she tagged you in there. It's like, don't don't forget me, double par. Yeah. I've, I've had one. <laughs> big shout out to Ames over there. And um, yeah, big fat one too. She called it. And I don't know if she was talking about me or the double par, but yeah, good good, good call. Yeah, dad. The old two digits, the, the 10 and a par five. Yeah, it's a, that's probably yeah. the, the double par that hurts the most. It is. It is double double figures. I'd, I can write a snowman down, you know, you can live with that, but yeah, the 10 kills you. And so I had a bit of a throwback there because, um, spoiler alert, but if you didn't hear the live last night, get on to the um, Facebook page and, and have a look at Hendy's uh, live chat with the two chaps. Um, really interesting. He brought it up himself. I think he's addicted to the double par. He won't. He won't say it. But he had one in the Olympics, so I had to go back through the archives and I found it. You did find it. Insta. It didn't take you long. Nah, it's up on the Insta. So it was up on the Insta. I think before the bloody live had even finished. Mate, <laughs> I was watching the live from the uh, from the um, business class lounge of uh, my preferred. Uh, airline because i was over with the execs from bmw trying to uh yeah. trying to mm-hmm. broker me first sponsorship deal mm-hmm. yeah yep. M- when M5 you sign that deal you can m5 hey just quickly the um pga of australia twitter page have got their their grand final for the australia's greatest golfer um greg norman versus adam scott is the finale what's that on the Australian PGA um, Twitter page. So they've been yeah. running that for a bit. We spoke about it with, um, I think it was uh, Chalmers was up against maybe Ian Baker Finch, I think, when we were talking to him. Um, so they finally got to the final. And, um, yeah, it's a decent it's a decent final. What uh, what what do you instantly think would be the uh, the winner? Norman for me. Mm, shark. Shark every day. Yeah, shark. Yeah. Baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark. <laughs> That's for Nate. Nate's about to be a dad for the third time. You'll hear that song plenty. Don't worry, I Love have it. heard it plenty, and I know it well and the moves. But yeah, Greg Norman, pretty crazy. They had their stats next to each other, and um, Norman eighty-nine career wins to Scotty's thirty-one. Um, Norman two majors to Scotty's one major. PJ Tour wins. Scotty's got fourteen. Norman had twenty. Uh, Norman won the Australian Open five times. Adam Scott won it once. So it kind of seems like it, uh, surely it's uh, Norman's to take home there, but a pretty cool little initiative that they were running there to, to find out Australia's greatest golfer. And I think it's a pretty fitting grand final. Love the shark. Go the shark. Great. Crazier things have happened with the old Norman, though, eh? Bit of a, Ooh, oh, a bit ooh. of a bridesmaid. <laughs> can't, wear the, can't wear the tie, are you? Can't wear the yeah. tie. Gets, gets a bit tight around the neck. Yeah, but uh, don't don't forget we're talking about 2012 Open Championship with Scotty as well. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, uh, 
This mm, is true. Both, they're both been known. <laughs> it could be a draw. <laughs> could, oh, it's going to 14 whole playoff, maybe. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love it. All right. Uh, so we've got the Safeway Open coming up this week, guys. Uh, any uh, any thoughts, any tips? The Super Season over at Napa, California. Um, it's hard. It, it's the hard. It's it's hard to get up for this one. I mean, FedEx has just finished. We've got the US Open. It's going to be one of those lull tourneys, I think. Um, but it's starting. You know, starting the Super Season. So we've got Snedeker, Spieth. Uh, Jimmy Furyk, Cameron Champ was the one that won it last year. Pretty emotional when he's, um, I think it was his grandfather was, you know, he just had died or was uh, fighting mm-hmm. cancer at the time, I remember. So, yeah, um, yeah no, it, it, it should be an interesting one. Napa, Napa over there at California, beautiful golf course as well. And obviously um, to, uh, what is it, the champion to a winner, Phil Mickelson, will be uh, playing as well. So Uncle we'll Phil's there. Your mate Harry Higgs will be back, DP. Yeah, but I'm with Nate. I, I, look, if it was me, I'd give us all the week off, have a rest, and start the season with the with the major. Like, really? I don't but know. what you but you have to talk about the FedEx, and then we've got to come on next week and talk about US Open preview. Yeah, but I'm saying the event, the tournament itself. Like, can we just not worry about it? Um, well, there's a massive 500 FedEx points on the line <laughs> and, and, and we get to see who the top 125 are after four rounds that's right let's see who's you know whoever wins this is ranked one in the fedex cup hey hey let's be serious dj will be out of the 125 because he's not playing next week he'll have a red trophy he'll have a red trophy up in the top right is this the week for you smokey to get up is that where it's it one, is? It's twenty one dollars the field. I'm just looking at the at the market. Mickelson's a favourite at twenty one bucks. Crazy! It's an open no, field. Uh, anyone could win. I reckon whoever shoots a low score might have a chance. I'm gonna yeah, throw Siwoo Kim. For this I'm gonna week. put the money on Siwoo Kim to, to um, go top five, maybe. Yep, I think that's a, a pretty solid bet. Um, it, it's pretty crazy. The odds are changing every second that I look here, but. I'm going Van Ruin or Doc Redman. There you go. They're my yeah. two. I think it's going to be someone new that maybe hasn't hasn't uh, done much, obviously, because there's not many in that field that have done much. I like it. I yeah. like it. What about you, DP? Any any thoughts? Oh, John You're Sendon. just skipping. John Sendon's in there. 500 or one. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, anyhow, it's fair thing. I'm toss a coin. Sergio well, Garcia. Sergio Garcia is back. Um, Ches Revi. What about my uh, mate JT Poston? Is he there? Nah, I couldn't see the post. I was looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking for Harold Varner is probably not a bad shout either as well. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. But, um, you know, get it off to a start. And I'm sure for some of these guys, it, it means a lot for them with, you know, securing cards pretty instantly at the start of the season, you know, for future seasons and also getting a start maybe in – um, some majors. I think the US Open field's closed, but there might be a spot there for the winner this week, I reckon. They could be playing for uh, like hoping that COVID happens, so get a few rounds in just in case COVID version 2 comes and they make the top 30 for next year. They might only have another 14 season. Can we 14. not put that into the atmosphere, into the universe? Oh, mate, what could, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? 
Oh, oh he's, just, damn. he's just he's just doubled down on the, on the jinxing. Ask Uncle Dan. Ask Uncle Dan. Yeah, all right. I'm going for three stripes. I'm with Varna. Who who said Varna? I call I did, him, yeah, I yeah. We'll give him a nickname, Three Stripes, because he's got those three, three three stripes at the end. Right, he's not even third. he's not even sponsored by Adidas though, is he? He's a Nike boy. I don't think Davis Love was either. Well, he should have been. There's a marketing There's marketing a market right there. there. Oh yeah. All right, any uh, any last thoughts, guys, before we wrap up? No, good work, DJ. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I like that I've got through another episode without anyone mentioning the beefcake. But, um, Bryson, if you're out there, just a little bit of form in a couple of weeks would be good, please, mate. Thank you. <laughs> He's thrown some money on the beefcake just to, uh, I don't know, be top of the FedEx Cup in the first two rounds. <laughs> you know, just to win the US Open would be great. You know what's interesting? You slipped his name in earlier in the pod, and I had to go through because I didn't even realise he was playing this week. <laughs> when he come? Twenty seconds or something? It was like, look, oh, it's irrelevant. Man. He took home a lot of money. Yeah, irrelevant. Still shit. Still it, shit. It was a nothing <laughs> round. It was a seeded round. You just you, you couldn't play his normal game. So, <laughs> what do you mean couldn't play his normal game? Still had to whack the ball, put it in the hole. It was yeah. a month a month ago. He was calling him the greatest golfer in the world. He is. Yeah. He's coming. <laughs> Nobody would have said DJ, that's for sure. So it's Christmas. <laughs> no, yeah, no one said, said DJ at that time. Yeah, no one, no one, only me. That's all right. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, that'll do for another another episode. Take it easy. Enjoy your golf. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Golf Days Australia podcast. Bring on those new FedEx points. Can't wait. <laughs> Bring some more double pars on. Sounds better than a 10. Eight. All right, cheers, boys. Eight, eight, <laughs> ten, uh, all the same.